Welcome everyone to a new episode of the OTT Podcast. My name is Tyler Thompson. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Kentucky Sports Radio, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Fake Barney. Barney, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I'm all congested uh, from the pollen, but... Uh, I'm, <laughs> I feel like you're putting on a little bit of an act. No, I'm not. You'll... I, I'm, I'm more stuffed than John Henson going up against Anthony Davis. Ooh. <laughs> Just start it off. Just come out swinging. Just come out swinging. So, I mean, everybody wants to know. Kentucky's got to get through Houston, of course, which is you know not easy. I think you actually picked Houston to beat Kentucky, which we'll get to. But well, not really. No, well, in my, in my head bracket, not my heart bracket. I always pick Kentucky on the one that's on ESPN. Uh, that's all the way, all the way to win. Well, so I think the question everybody wants to know is, how are you managing with this potential date with UNC and the Elite Eight again looming? Just a dread over my household. It's like a big gray cloud. What's that little Peanuts character that just walks around with the with the is that Linus? Dirt? No, it's Pigpen. Is it Linus yeah. or Pigpen? Well, it's like the dirt, but it's like a cloud that's just raining. Yeah, on, raining. On. I just like it's just dread. Like nothing good can come of that. We win. That's the best scenario, obviously. But I can't like show joy like I'd want to. What's was is that my little buddy coming through his little door? No, that was Matt opening a door very loudly. Oh, <laughs> so was, yeah, I, I thought mean... that was Gatsby. I thought that was Gatsby coming through his little door. I'm sure she'll do that. She'll do that at some point in the podcast. But so continue your, you know, your angst is at all time levels. Yeah, it's a lose lose. <laughs> it can't be a lose lose. Okay, let's play this out. We win, and I normally back in my single days would kick open the front door, yank the UK flag out of the flag flying thing in the front of my house, <laughs> run out into the street, probably just wearing my shorts and barefoot and running around in the middle of the road, waving the flag at anyone who happens to be driving by. I've done that multiple times and and I can't and now I have to be like that was a well played game. Both teams, <laughs> you know, really gave it all they had and you know, it's just such a shame that we both can't win. Like I feel like we need to do an emergency podcast. Should UK beat Houston and North Carolina beat Auburn? Uh, we should get sleeping upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny to get baby Bob's take on it because bad enough after the last emergency podcast that we had. Uh, when uh, something happened, what happened when we we beat or they lost or something happened? We did one. Yeah, yeah. I just I know how much energy and emotion you put into this. I wonder <laughs> if so on a scale of one to ten, you put it at a, like a fifteen. What does Baby Pop put into this? Like how much well, see, energy I've been and emotion? Her. See, I have a, see. She listens to the radio show every day. KSR. Like, his Carolina didn't have, and she just finds it entertaining. She likes college basketball, so she get, but I mean, she just likes the, you know, meaningless banter about, you know, whatever they're talking about uh, on the show. And so, and so she knows way more about Kentucky's team than Carolina. And so I troll the crap out of her all the time. You know, she's sitting there and watching the Carolina game, and I'll be like, or no, she'll say, 
she'll say, hey, I think Carolina's playing tonight. And I'll say, oh, really? I said, well, let's, oh, are we going to watch that? Or are we going to do such and such? She said, well, I want to watch the game. I said, all right, tell you what. If you can name three out of the five starters for Carolina, then, uh, then we'll watch the game. And she's just like, okay, uh, Luke Bay, uh, the guy with the hair, uh, I hate you, I hate you. And I'm like, okay, name all the UK starters. And she just rattles them off. It's just awesome. It's awesome. I, so I think that – We're bringing her over. But yeah, she also I, has, like, framed letters that I'm looking at right now of where she invited the Carolina basketball team to her birthday party, and Dean Smith wrote her back and said – that they couldn't come because, ironically enough, they were uh, taking finals. <laughs> so, I mean, I think you can look at it like this. It might be uncomfortable and you're going to have to be a gracious winner should they win, should Kentucky win, right? But I mean, could why? it could, Because it you, you're a husband first. <laughs> but that's the lose part of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. Like, Jump on top of the sofa and be like, Whoa. I know, but my, my next point is, what if a Kentucky win over North Carolina with this team who's so likable, what if that's like the push she needs to make Kentucky her team? Like she'll always have a little place, no, a little place for Carolina in her uh, heart. Uh, it'll make it worse because there's no way that I'll be able to be gracious. Oh, I know. We all know that. You're sitting here like talking about how you're yeah. going to, you know, bow your head. I watched, I did really good in 2011. My best friend, and who was the best man at my wedding, he he's a, he went to Carolina. And he we watched the 2011 uh, Elite Eight game where DeAndre Liggins hit the three together. And we both cheered on our respective teams. And then after it, we were like, man, that was a good game, blah, blah, blah. And he was just kind of hanging out, and and I was wanting to listen to everything. That was like, you know, I was wanting to watch the the plane land and the and, you know fans meet the team at the airport and stuff. And then it got to be awkward because he was just kind of sitting there. Like, there's no way for me to be gracious after that game to anybody. If there's a Carolina fan near me, I can't help myself. I want to just, like, go and put my fingers in their face and be like, booyah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Luke May sucks. Revenge. Blinkity blink. You know, and like, just like, you know, they're, they're near me. Like, they're right there. How can I not? Well, it's do not going to matter if Kentucky loses to Houston. So let's focus on that. I mean, or when Carolina loses Oh, to man. Auburn. Are you going to be the biggest Auburn Wouldn't fan on Friday night? I mean, that's nothing. You just can't, man. I, have, I sit there and I'm just like, wow, that was an ill advised <laughs> shot. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> Yeah, I'm texting. I'm texting all my little Kentucky friends, like, <laughs> all right. But like, people are texting me too because they're like wondering, like, what's going on. And then the same thing, you know, when when the Luke May thing happened, I mean, I had to turn my phone off. And you know, and you know what that's like because you spent time at Davidson. You were probably the only Kentucky fan that any of them knew. And see, my friend Patrick, who we used to have those great debates about this because, and he follows fake Barty and everything. And he passed away this past year and is a dear friend of mine went to Carolina. We had the best like Carolina, Kentucky debates. And, and I'd like to get your take on this. I don't think I've ever asked you this before, but like, you know me and how obnoxious and everything I am when it comes to Kentucky and stuff. Like he talks about how I've turned people who like there were Carolina fans that they respected Kentucky, but they didn't like hate them that I've like made them hate Kentucky because of like how much I love Kentucky and I think it's just that they just like don't see that. It's not. I feel like to me that people are come at me when Kentucky loses, 
especially when we lose to Carolina. But really, when we lose to anybody, people come at me because I'm the only Kentucky fan they know. Like it's like they identify that as a passion right. that I have. It's like if you had if you had one friend who was really into like telescopes, <laughs> something that's just kind of weird. Eclipse right? was really big, and you're like, <laughs> and, yeah. And then eclipse happened. Like, don't you, you kind of want to send him yeah, a text, sure. you know, and be like, hey. Right. It's like, because that's your one friend who that's like their thing that you know them for. Like, that's like their big passion. And for so many people around here, because it's on my car and it's on my license, you know, tag on the front and the back. I'm always wearing Kentucky stuff everywhere. I'm, you know, always talking about Kentucky that, and, and like, and I went to school 10 hours away. So that's kind of weird too. Everybody else went to school, like, you know, in Carolina and places around here. Like that's like their thing. They think about me. They think about Kentucky. Yeah. My friend Patrick's argument was, no, that's not what it is. It's that you're an asshole <laughs> when it comes. Oh. To it. And so, and so, like maybe it's like there's got to be. Maybe it's a little bit of both. But to me, I feel like it's just because of that one passion. You know? I mean, are you what asking? You yeah, you know, because you're asking me for my opinion, and yeah, I agree with your friend. May he rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> May he rest in peace. He used to listen to all of our podcasts, so he would really like that. He, he's listening. He's laughing right now at that. So sure. I, I will fill our listeners in on a text conversation we had this week. Because oh, no. you've been melting down all week long. I mean. I've been melting down since. Uh, 2017. Started. Well, yeah, since, since Luke May made the shot. Yeah. But yeah. so, you know, everybody's tense this week. The drama is just. With going on with PJ's foot, I mean, we're all worried. We, you know, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen. We're all stressed out enough. Right. I sometimes worry that the, here's what I asked you, and I think it's a question that we're good enough friends that I could ask you this. Right, right, right. Okay, Do okay. you cheer for Kentucky because you one love the Cats, like your genuine love of the team, or at this point, two because you want to prove Carolina fans are wrong? No, it's definitely one. Okay. Like, I mean, I think but, back but like you when could I was see some sometimes why it's number two because you seem to have, and I'm not blaming you for this. We we all have our you know our mantles in life, but yours seems to be you, you just take it very personally. And I understand as someone who went to college in North Carolina as a Kentucky fan that it's it's not fun. There you go. But you just seem to have like a personal obsession. Oh, no, with it. I'm a UK fan. I'm a UK fan living in Louisville. Like I'm Johnny Versace. Like, I mean, you know, when does he ever call in the show uh, and not like when he was just dog Patino? Like that was like his, like, it's like when you hear it every day and the people that are around you like every day and all they're doing is like Carolina, 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 Carolina. And you're, and it, you're just like, that's the game that you want to win. Right. Like, and it's the same thing as a Kentucky fan living in Louisville. Like we have a connection because everybody around, and it's actually worse for me. I mean, I hate, I mean, I'm, you know, sorry guys, but it's the truth. At least y'all got, I mean, Matt's proven that like what, about 50% of the city's Kentucky fans. I ain't got no 50% of the city down here, but the best comparison that I can make to answer your question is the reason I'm so passionate about that is because it's all I hear. And, and I'm the only Kentucky fan they know. And so anytime something happens and we lose a game we shouldn't lose, and especially when they beat us, I get people crawling out from from like underneath the rocks. Okay, that, but like, here's, here's the difference. Years. Here's the difference. I get, okay, my friends are like that with me and that when Kentucky does well, 
they'll text me and say, oh, hey, great game or something. My friends who have nothing. <laughs> yeah, nobody does that. Who, <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, but when Kentucky yeah, loses. Yeah, I get your point. But, I get your yeah, point. Yeah, but when Kentucky loses, and especially when it's a really bad loss, they pretty much yeah. know to stay away. They're like, that's just right. turning the knife. So you're talking about like your college friends. No, I'm talking about it. Well, yeah, that and like my friends in Nashville who don't care about Kentucky, who cheer, don't care. Who cheer for yeah. other teams, but they understand how much it means to me. They know to right. stay, just to, you know, congratulate you on the good times and kind of let you be during the bad times. You, on yeah. the other hand, yeah, that's a you good point. You bring it on yourself. You're making, you're making solid points. <laughs> that's exactly what Patrick would have said too. Like, you know, and and I, and I'm thinking of of like friends that I know that are like really passionate about like Alabama football and stuff, and just how like I I appreciate how nervous they are like in the national championship game, and I'll like you know send them a text and and say something like you know hey good luck to to the tide tonight or something right. like that because. Because that's I, I I think about when I think about Alabama I think about you know that person, but you're right I don't always call them like when they lose to Clemson and like oh sucks to be you tonight oh, you know like like I, I would never ever do that and and you should see my phone we should like do some sort of a like periscope of my phone if we lose to Carolina because it's literally I mean I have to turn it off yeah uh, it's like when Someone text Ryan Limit. Yeah, I I, I believe it. <laughs> but I mean, we gotta we gotta shift to Houston because we there's a very good chance we may not play Carolina. I mean, they looked good the other night. I, I didn't watch the whole game. Houston, that was a real back and forth game. I agree with whoever said it. I don't know if it was Matt or whomever. I've listened to a lot of sports radio talk this week, but I agree that they are a less talented version of Kentucky, and that they play the same way Houston. This is. And they're a, whereas Kentucky with PJ is a great team. Houston yeah. is a very good team. So I, yeah, they, they hit a bunch of threes in the part that I was watching mm-hmm. and just real back and forth looked very athletic. Yeah. They're super athletic. They're huge on the boards. I think that's kind of what worries the, me the most if we don't have PJ. So to preface this, we're taping this on Tuesday night about six thirty Nashville time. And I, it'll probably go up either tonight or tomorrow morning. But we don't have an update on PJ, if you couldn't have guessed by now. I mean, he's supposed to get his cast off today. I, I have checked Twitter and, Snap, and Snapchat and Instagram. It is <laughs> These are the days in which my job feels like slightly stalker, creepy, pathetic. Because right, I'm just, because you're like on Twitter, like searching the words like stinky. Oh, butter. I'm clear. I have a Twitter search pulled up for PJ Washington, and you know, like that's that's right. fine. Oh, I got that. Yeah, too. but like I have it on the latest tab, which is where you get everything. You don't get just right. Like the, that's when you get every time somebody even like says something to about it. Right. Right, and so I have it like I, occasionally throughout this podcast. Maybe I'll read the new ones. I, I will just say PJ got a lot of votes for the Wendy's Wooden Award today, <laughs> so. Because that pulls it up too, but and I think that's people like, please, if we vote for you, please come back. Um, no, when I when I type in a I P know, we right were, now, the letter P on my search bar, the things that come up is PJ Washington foot, PJ Washington injury, PJ Washington injury update. Right. I mean, that's how obsessed we are about this, and it got to the point where you know I, I was talking with Barney before we started taping. Um, Seth Greenberg did his podcast with Dan Dockich this morning, or I don't know when they taped it. They could have taped it Sunday night. 
But he said he believes PJ will be back. And when Dockich asked him why he thought that, did he text with Cal or whatever, he said no, but he had talked to some people and he believes in his gut that PJ will well, be back. I mean, you know, Matt Matt seemed to think that that was the feeling around UK last week. Right. I just I I don't know. I I, th- I think that the Big Blue Nation is at its best and its worst right now because obviously everyone is super concerned about PJ and for a number of reasons. One, they they want him to be okay. Two, they want him to play so Kentucky is better and has a chance at winning the national title. And three, maybe somewhere in the back of their mind, they're like, oh, yeah, I guess so, you know, for his NBA career. (laughs) Like caring about him as a person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I feel like as a person who's talked to him, and I went to see him when he was in high school. You know, I went to Marshall County where he was playing in some tournament, not the Hoops Fest, but some other random tournament like right after he had committed to Kentucky. Uh And I think people need to remember that he grew up a Kentucky fan. Like he is very open about that. And I think people forget it sometimes. Like he was born in Louisville. His family lived in mostly in Texas. And then his dad, they moved out to Los Angeles. So his dad could coach a team there, but he spent a good part of his childhood, like in Louisville. And when John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and John Calipari came to Kentucky, he was like right at the age when, you know, Kentucky got cool again. Right. And he, he, you know, always talked about how he had a John Wall jersey and he'd wear it and his, his AAU team or whatever. It's like know, us. Team. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they were wearing like they, you know, they wear their shorts really long, like John Wall's team would. And like, he is a huge, huge UK fan. And I think I had even kind of forgotten about that until, I started, you know, I was around the team more in the past couple months and started interviewing these guys again. I was talking to PJ in the locker room at the SEC tournament. I forget after which game, but, uh, you know, he was talking about how it's been such a dream of his to play for Kentucky. And it was his dream school growing up. And I just want people to remember that because I don't think that he would pass on the chance to help his dream school win a national title. Yeah. If it, you know, if there was any, you know, if this is a decision between him playing because, you know, he, he wants to preserve his NBA career, he doesn't want to like right. get hurt. I just, I really hate that people are questioning that. And yeah, I think you're making some really good points. And, uh, you know, and I, I'll ask you something personal. You know, I, you, I feel like you're as close to this team almost as you were to the Carl Towns' team. Well, I was, Probably closer to the Carl Towns team, but that's because I was pretty much like... Yeah, this is probably number two, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. In terms of I know these kids, and these kids are really fun, and they want people to know them, definitely number two. Like, the Carl Towns team will always be special for me, but that's just because, like, I was around them so much. And yeah, I kind they, of mentally prepared myself for the loss this past weekend when we played the Wofford game, because it was, I knew it was possible we could lose that game and we almost did. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and so I spent the greater part of the morning watching the journey, the different uh, videos and. Which are so good. This has been a really cool team. Yeah, uh, they're great. I've That's... enjoyed this season a lot. Uh, and so I kind of came to a place last week where, Oh, I mean, I was standing two inches from the TV screaming at it. Like, don't get me wrong. But I, but I've kind of gotten to the place where I was kind of ready for whatever happens to happen, 
mm-hmm. and and it's it's not a great feeling and it's got to be even harder for you like actually getting to know them as people i remember that was what was so hard for you uh in 15 yeah i mean here's my thought on it if pj can play i first of all if he is physically capable of playing he's gonna play that's just the kind of kid he is he played i think a lot of people brought up he played through that pinky injury or you know finger injury last year for two months yeah it kind of hurt us yeah he's tough like and if he can physically play he is going to play what if it hurts us though i mean i think you gotta have him to get through carolina i don't know about houston but i know carolina is really good and i know they've improved since we played them in december I just, I think you got to have him to get to the final four and you definitely got to have him to win a title. I mean, well, I hated freaking Gottlieb. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I remember when he was like hitting threes at a ridiculous rate. Can you imagine how much that would add to this team right now? Yeah. I hated freaking Gottlieb's Gottlieb's compare. When did Gottlieb the compared the Kittle Marshall thing to PJ? But uh, let me kind of do that. Do we have an excuse if PJ doesn't play or if he plays and he's not at 100% and it's like clear? I mean, because sure all, because Kendall Marshall has been like this big whine that they've been making since 2012 that, oh, if if we had Kendall Marshall, uh, uh, we would have won. Uh. And it was like, you know, if only we had played that year, you know, oh, yeah, wait, we did. And Anthony Davis, you know, blocked it. And, and Kendall Marshall was at full strength and playing great. And we got way better than they did over the course of the year. I mean, it wasn't even close. If we'd have played them again, we would have definitely beaten them. But Carolina's always had this little stupid what if. So do we get – I mean, is that something we do as Kentucky fans? Like, I mean, I feel like that's beneath us. But, I mean, can I do it? I mean, well, how long – I think it's fair to say. I think that if P.J. doesn't play, if yeah. they decide he can't play on Friday – and Kentucky loses, I think, yes, you can say, well, we didn't have P.J. I'm going to try not to, but let's be real. How long do you think I'm going to go with my phone blowing up like that before I say I mean, the words not P.J.? Long. Not long, yeah. but that's that you bring, like <laughs> I said, I you, bring, the words PJ. you bring this on yourself. But, <sighs> but, yeah, I mean, I think that that's We can't kinda, lose, Tyler. It's like in Vegas when I was just kept saying we can't lose, we can't lose. But in some ways it almost makes it a little easier because if you don't have PJ, you can just say, you know what, whatever happens, happens. And we are what we are. And if we win, then that's great. But if we don't, you know, it's because we didn't have PJ. It's like a built-in excuse. I like it. I mean, I'm fine with that. And you know, we're going to beat Houston because Houston sucks. As the person who predicted Houston, with yeah, the but that was just me being pessimistic. Because even if the best, you know, that talk about a win—that's a win-win. If you pick them to beat us, because then if we win, I'm like, yeah. And then if we lose, then my bracket's good, <laughs> right? Oh man, well, so Houston. I they they seem like a good team. Their fans wear cowboy hats. They but... suck. Come on, get out of here. It's Houston. We are not about the bad karma right now. We no, are... I don't care. Bring it on, Houston. You suck, Houston. You well, got a problem. That brings Houston, us... you have a problem. Oh God, you <laughs> that was so cheese. Oh man, it's gonna be good. I'm I'm saving that one for Twitter. Y'all don't take that. <laughs> Nobody steal it. <laughs> Nobody steal Houston. You have a problem. 
You listening, Jim Nance? As, as Don't you dare. Yeah. Oh, that's so Jim Nance. As soon as Tyler Hero hits that Houston, you have a problem. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, that's totally No one can happen. take that. Dibs. Oh, man. Okay, well, we got to get into our, our main segment, which is because we don't want to sit here and talk about PJ's injury the whole time, because by the time this come, comes out, we may know something that's pointless. <laughs> but so Houston, is they are the Cougars. Yeah, and... right. What, a, what an intimidating mascot. <laughs> Coug- the word cougar has a lot of meanings. It does. It can mean a big cat, or it could, <laughs> it could mean a promiscuous a lady. older lady. They likes the younger men. <laughs> so not to get all Ryan Lemon on you. But, uh, <laughs> so we thought, wouldn't it be fun to rank our favorite cougars? Yeah, I'm going to say these are these are cougars that are tougher. My cougars are tougher than the Houston cougars. <laughs> so between our, uh, we each pick three, we can come up with a starting lineup of cougars Let's that can it. beat the Houston cougars. <laughs> You guys can decide who the sixth cougar is. And they're fictional. They can be real. They could be actual. Any cat. kind of cougar. Anything. Any um, cougar goes, but they're all tougher than the real Houston cougars. Okay. All of so them. I will go first. Okay. Uh, go ahead. When you when you say the word cougar in the promiscuous older lady sense, the first one I think of is Stifler's mom from the American Pie series, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. She is like. When you look up cougar in the dictionary, it's like one, a big cat, two, and then it's got a picture of Stifler's mom. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge, the actress who played her, is just awesome with like the big blonde hair and the big lips and just the makeup and the deep You're voice. You're going to stop with big hair and big lips, huh? <laughs> big boobs. I mean, she is awesome. And that whole series, like American Pie had its moment. You know, it was, it was kind of fun because I was like in high school when it came out and whatever. But like, she's the funniest part of it, right? Right. I think she and, yeah, what's his name? Her and Bad Girl. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Bad Girl got on my nerves. But yeah. But she was funny at first. That's a podcast for another day. But so yeah. Stifler's mom is number one on my list. What about you? Yeah. Stifler's mom, definitely tougher than a Houston Cougar. Um, you know, not even Jim's friends could could keep from falling under her spell. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm going to say my Cougar that's tougher than a Houston Cougar is Sandra Bullock. Ooh, good. Um, San- Sandra Bullock has spent more time handing elite athletes on the blind side than has ever even been on Houston's team. Burn. Burn. Sandra Bullock, you know, she she goes up in space with George Clooney. And she's the only one that comes back. She also, uh, that movie was so annoying to me because of how non-scientific it was. But that is definitely another podcast. (laughs) Uh, But let's just suffice to say that they completely lost me when she took her spacesuit off and she was dressed like the Tomb Raider lady underneath it. (laughs) That is not how astronauts dress. They got a whole bunch of sensors hooked up to them. They're wearing a diaper because they have to sit on the launch pad for like 12 hours. And, and they were not about to let Sandra Bullock climb out of that spacesuit wearing a diaper. So she was wearing like little little skimpy panties like a real cougar. And, and <laughs> she could definitely, definitely tougher tougher than a Houston cougar. For sure. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Uh, my next one is Samantha from Sex in the City. Another iconic oh, yeah. cougar. Although in the show, 
I mean, she dated a lot of younger guys. I guess mainly Smith Jared towards the end. But the actress, Kim Cattrall, I think is a notorious cougar. Definitely. Definitely. And tougher to endure all those guys and still, you know, survive without, you know, dying from some sort of venereal disease. (laughs) She's definitely tougher than a Houston cougar. And she, I think, was the best character on Sex in the City. Like, yeah. I don't know how much you watched, but That's I watched be a it. Negative. I know enough about it just from pop culture references. And actually, in the newsroom, we were, the episode we were watching, they, they talk a lot about Sex in the City. And, and there was a character that took offense at, at, uh, at not being Samantha. I mean, Samantha's just great. I mean, she's got the best one-liners. She's got, she's just hilarious. And she, I think, started like a, you could argue a whole like feminist empowerment movement. Like, a, you know, that's another podcast. For that's another a tough day. cougar. That's a th- we've, that's, she is a tough cougar. And she wears animal prints. And I like it. She, yeah. So I will take Samantha from Sex in the City. What's your next one? Uh, UK's very own and KSR homeboy, Josh Hopkins, because he survived living in an entire town made out of cougars for six seasons. Josh Hopkins, if you're listening, shout out to Josh Hopkins for for surviving the cougar town. Way tougher than a Houston cougar. Way tougher. Can I confess, I never watched an episode of that show. Well, I didn't either, but I sorry, Josh, that there was six seasons, and that's how I knew. And he's making that syndication money. So. Yeah, he is. And they called him Dime Eyes because he had little eyes. That's what's on Wikipedia. They called him Dime Eyes? Yeah, because he's dropping dimes like Kentucky's going to do on Houston. Again, another reason why Josh Hopkins, way more of a tougher cougar. No, I just want to know why they called him Dime Eyes. That's kind of mean. His eyes were too little for his face. It's I like mean, how they call that dude... Um, that dude on um, Saturday Night Live that's got all the problems. They called him Butthole Eyes because he because he <laughs> looked like he's got he looks like his eyes look like a butt. Oh god! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know, I know. Oh wow! How, yeah, because he got butthole eyes. <laughs> okay, so you go, Josh you have not. Josh Sandra, buttholes. You've got Sandra Bullock and Josh Hopkins, so you got a yeah. pretty good romantic comedy brewing, if nothing else. Yeah, you get ready for my next one. You go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, since we can use actual cats, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna use the the you know term cougar loosely, because when I think of a a mean tough cat, uh, I don't think of an actual cougar. I think of Grumpy Cat of Internet fame. Oh, grumpy Cat, yes, yes. <laughs> one stare from Grumpy much. Cat, and I you are just it. shaking in your boots. And That's true. Some facts about Grumpy Cat, which is a female. Can you guess Grumpy Cat's real name? It's not Houston. <laughs> Tartar Sauce. Way tougher than a Houston Cougar. Yep. And did, do, you, do you know what causes her grumpy appearance? Lack of fish sticks. I don't know. What do you put in Tartar Sauce? <laughs> An underbite in feline dwarfism. Oh, that's a... Uh... Whatever. Hey, How much grumpy cat? I wonder what it's like. Grumpy working. cat may be small, but still more mighty. intimidating and mighty than a Houston cougar. Grumpy cat, as of March fifth of this year, has eight point three million total followers on Facebook. Wow. 
2.4 million followers on Instagram and 1.5 million followers on Twitter. How many does Houston have? Not that many. I know, but they're going to be some grumpy cats after the cats kick that butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Grumpy Cat has been in a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial. Wow. She's been in a Bachelorette season finale. Oh my gosh, she was on Monday Night Raw. Wow. Wow. Go Grumpy. That's way more TV time than Houston Cougars have ever had. That's why nobody's even seen them play all year. Okay, so the net worth estimation for Grumpy Cat as of 2013, because Grumpy Cat's been around for a while. She's wow. seen some things. It is between, this is a big spectrum, between $1 million and $100 million. Who will start the bidding? <laughs> I love it. All right, who's your final uh, cougar that is tougher than a Houston cougar? I also chose a real-life cougar, like a big cat. Uh, not a a cartoon cougar or a, a woman who likes younger men. I chose the cougar who chased Kim Bauer in 24 uh, because in those few moments in that episode in season two, that cougar chased more excellence through the woods by chasing Kim Bauer in those few moments than any Houston player has ever experienced. <laughs> Oh my God! So when did that season come out? When did that? That, season? Was, that would have been like oh three or something, because Alicia Cuthbert was like eighteen or nineteen, and and I was in college, and and I feel like you know like a man cougar, because because I mean there would only have been like two or three years age difference, but I think she would have liked me. Yeah, that that cougar was intense back in the early days of twenty four, like the early seasons. It was a really good show. Like oh yeah, and they were trying better. to. There's something on uh, Vulture.com. They have an oral history of that episode because it got so ridiculed um, by uh, by fans of the series that just really hated Kim and just really wanted her to die. And like they were trying to show that like things were just not going well, and just and then it was almost like, what can we do so that it's like an over the top. Um, you know, thing where it's like, okay, Kim finally escapes that guy that was holding her hostage underground in the little silo thing. And she, you, know, you think she's finally free. And then it's like, okay, we're going to sick a cougar on her. <laughs> and, and apparently that got out of the drawing board somehow. And it's a funny story of how uh, they tried to get Alicia Cuthbert to like get to know the cougar and like get to spend some time with the cougar. But just like with the Houston cougar, nobody wants to spend any time with you. Nobody wants to get to know you, cougar. You suck. You suck. We're going to beat you. All right. So we got Stifler's mom, Sandra Bullock, yep. Samantha from yep. Sex in the City, Josh yep. Hopkins, Grumpy Cat, right. and Cougar from 24. That's that's some, that's some a bunch of tough cougars. As Cal would say, I like my team. I like my team, too. All right. I like my team. All right. Well, we will see what happens. Uh, quickly, let's run through some Twitter questions. Uh, <laughs> who... So does the winner, Wendell Combs asks, a question that I was thinking about when this we found out it was going to be Houston, is does the winner get that weird logo? Because the logos are like really similar, <laughs> right? Like, right. So if, yeah. if we win, I don't, I don't, you know I don't like that logo. That kind of makes me want to lose so we can go back to the old They can one. have the crooked HK logo. Yeah, if we lose to Carolina, can we have the Power K back? Oh my gosh, please! It'd almost be worth it. Ugh, would it be worth it? 
Would it? No. I'm, no. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, this diary of the mouth right there. I don't know. I take all that back, universe. <laughs> all right. So Wendell also asks, what does Baby Bob say about the matter of this game? What's what, the potential Kentucky, North Carolina rematch, if it happens? I mean, I think she's kind of like most of the Carolina fans around here, a little quiet confidence. She's got quiet confidence. They've been playing really well. Um, you know, and, and uh, even though they were losing in the first half to Iona, <laughs> can we take some time to laugh at that? <laughs> Iona, get out of here, man. About a 16 <laughs> 1. They suck. But anyway, uh, yeah, she um, she's got that quiet confidence uh, walking around. I mean, you know, they got the last tournament win against us, they've got Luke May. Jiff. Um, you know, they've uh, got Nasir Little. Uh, Roy's finally, you know, gotten him off the bench and, and discovered that, oh, wow, he can actually play, uh, which is what Carolina fans have been screaming at him all year long uh, to do. And, and you got Kobe White, you know, who who's just turned into an incredible three-point shooter that leads Carolina history in uh, three points made by a freshman. But he also, uh, you know, still can't dribble. I mean, you could see in the game the other day that he would go uh, busting in the lane and, and you know, dribbling off his leg and off his foot. I'm so I you know, I still think Ashton Higgins has his number. And Ashton looked a lot better this past weekend, I thought. I mean, he played great he versus Wofford. He did. And Ryan made a good point on the show today that, you know, even without P.J., you know, it's not like we're a bunch of goobers out there. I mean, if, if uh, Tyler and Keldon go off, I mean, that's something that hasn't happened you know, really, except for, I don't know, maybe like the first Abilene Christian or something. I mean, when they really are both just like going at it, then, I mean, it's not like we're some chumps, you know. I mean, we, we, we'd go to winning two out of ten or one out of ten times, but, you know, that's better than one out of 20 or one out of 30. What do you think? We play Carolina. I'll ask you two questions. If we play them in a set, let's say with P.J., with P.J., we and we play him, and, and he's reasonably healthy, healthy enough that we don't notice that he's suffering. Uh, who wins best of seven series and out of ten times? Oh man! Uh, if PJ is healthy and like healthy, like you said, healthy enough to play well, I think Kentucky would win the best of seven. Okay, so you think you really think we were we're four to three better than Carolina? Yes. Okay, so then what would you say for out of ten games then? Out of 10, I think it'd be five and five. Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, if it's best of seven, they could win four and Carolina could win three. Yeah, but the odds are, the odds would be more like, you know, your percentages would be more like 60 40. Okay. Well, what? I'm not a math person. It'd be more like six out of 10. Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess. We would win four games to three. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not a numbers person, Barney. I don't know. Well, why fifty fifty would be three to three. <laughs> but that's not like that's not possible. You right. can't go three to three in a best of seven. Right, but but if you think we're gonna win the the next game, then you would think okay, so six of ten. Yeah, six of ten. Yeah, okay. See, I'm more pessimistic. I think Carolina beats us in a in a uh, seven game series. Um, I think they. I think it goes seven games. I definitely go seven games, but I think that they, I think that they, uh, I'm going to flip it. I think that they win four, three, and I think that they win six out of 10, but I still, you know, playing 10 games. I mean, you know, if you roll the dice or you flip a coin 10 times or something, I mean, 
I like my chances. I like my team. You know, even four out of ten is a lot. Okay, but what about if PJ doesn't play? How do those numbers change for you? Oh, gosh. Maybe one out of ten, Tyler. I mean, I mean, we won't have anybody to stop Luke May, and we will lose an outside presence. We lose depth. And so foul trouble down low becomes a huge thing. Yeah. See, Carolina, Carolina's got nobody down low. Like, like you know, they're Garrison Brooks. Man, get out of my face. That dude sucks. He's He, like, Houston sucks. I, want, I just want – I mean, he, like he, – he's J-Rock sucks. Like, he sucks. Like, J-Rock would say that he is just sucks. He's so bad. And Luke May is a great shooter, but, I mean, I think that if we had Reed and – PJ down low, we eat their lunch. Yeah. They would not match up well against Tennessee. Tennessee would kick their butts. Well, it could happen. It definitely could. Because, you know, with Bone, uh, Bone's out there to neutralize uh, Kobe White, they're going to be going at it the whole game. But they got no answer for 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 uh, Tennessee's bigs. And that's just like, I mean, we almost ran them out the gym. And one difference between the Kendall Marshall year when, when Anthony Davis blocked uh, John Henson and the, their whole thing was, well, that was a rook. That was a rook. Hey, in Chicago, that was a neutral site. And it was like two days before Christmas. So the Big Blue Nation wasn't rolling too thick there. All right. Well, before you get too far ahead on all this, we got to beat Houston first. We got to beat the Cougars. They got to beat Auburn. What do you think of the chances of they play 10 games against Auburn? How many does Auburn win? Uh, (laughs) 0.5? I got to go 20 games? (laughs) I I mean, two, and that's being generous. Yeah, really? You got no. You got to remember, we beat Auburn by 27, the like, you know, fourth to last game of the season without Reed. I just. Then they killed the Tennessee team that killed us. Uh, yeah, it's it's all about if Auburn's hitting their threes, and, and I don't know. We'll see. That game, it'll be fun to watch. Tyler, Carolina does not guard the three. Roy Williams has been susceptible to the driving kick his entire career. That's the Ligon shot. That's the Gerald Fitch shot. All you got to do is drive the lane and kick it out, and we've beaten them so many times on the driving kick. Roy's not going to change. He's an old man. He he's he's an old ass man, and he sucks. And he's not going to change. And they're going to drive it. If if Bruce Pearl is worth half a cent as a coach, then he's watched tape on Carolina and knows that all he's got to do is drive and kick. And there's guys going to be wide open for three because Carolina will always double team. They'll always collapse, and they'll just leave somebody just standing out there in the three point line, picking their nose, ready to hit the shot. Well, and you just got to make the shot. Well, go Tigers. You know, yeah, you. they're going to play man. They're never going to zone. Roy's stubborn like that too. Yeah. Well, go Tigers. That's all I'm saying. Go Tigers. Uh, if you all couldn't hear the sounds in the background, my, my husband is preparing dinner. So I need to nice. get off of the podcast. But before I do, I will remind you to, if you haven't yet, subscribe to our OTT feed on iTunes. So you can get. We got any podcast. new comments? No, we got a low what? star rating, but what? From I, who? I don't know because it, it doesn't show you when it's just the stars. And I'm convinced uh-huh. it's because I said 
that the St. Louis Billiken looks like Jeff Sessions. You remember? Yeah, that's probably was it. And now you just said it again. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that person's got more of a problem than Houston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, go subscribe to our podcast feed, the OTT <laughs> podcast on iTunes. Also, we're on the search for a new sponsor. So, you know, hit us up at ksrads at kentuckysportsradio.com and we will shill your product and make yeah, it. Yeah, Oculus, you hear me? Yeah, Barney's convinced that we can get a virtual reality headset company to sponsor us, which. That would be sick. Y'all know that'd be sick. But, you know, if if you know anyone who can make it happen, let us know. Because For real, though, Big Blue Nation, what if you could just, like, watch a game and it's like you're there and it really works? Does it, if anybody has one of those things, at me and Tyler, because I want to know if those things really work. If you're, like, sitting there watching the game and it's like you're really there, like, on the front row. See, I'm convinced that if you have one of those, and, you know, I've seen that commercial they have where they put the court under the guy's feet and all that. Yeah. I would get up and I would jump because I'd be excited and I'd trip over something and I'd hurt myself. Yeah, you got to clear your space. You got to yeah. clear your space. But then, yeah, okay, that's a whole other topic. All right, but but still, if you own a virtual reality headset, whatever, yeah, contact us. We'd be yeah, happy. Contact us. <laughs> yeah, contact We, we want to know what that thing is like because it looks really cool and it looks too good to be true. Kind of like Houston's hopes of beating Kentucky. Boom. I mean, Boom. I think we think we got to end it on that. But any guys, anyways, guys, go cats. And anyway, <laughs> anyways, anyways, Houston, you have a problem. Yeah. All right, go cats. Go cats. <laughs>